friend. Welcome to the Healthy Balance Podcast, where we talk about all things health and have real, raw conversations to encourage you and keep you balanced in your everyday life. My name is Allison Gianmore, and I'm a teacher, mom, and someone who is passionate about living in a healthy way. This podcast is to encourage you and give you tips to help you live a full and energetic life in this world. You ready to do this? All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Healthy Balance Podcast. I am Allison. I'm going to be your host. I am excited to talk about today's topic, which is all about sleep. But before we get to talking about sleep, I have to kind of tell you why I want to talk about this and how this came about. So um, we are now going almost into a month of teaching and knock on wood, like the school year has been going so well. I I think there's a lot of different things that are helping the school year to go so well, but my classes have been awesome. And like they just so many good conversations and like they're listening and they're not talking when I'm talking, I'm actually getting through lessons and I'm honestly not even like used to that when it comes to teaching health. So we rotate and we teach health class like two to three weeks every single quarter. So because it is blazing hot down here in Florida, I decided let me get health out of the way. We're going to do it first thing when we get back to school because it's just so hot. We don't have to be outside. So um, I usually teach different topics um, like with my sixth grade versus my seventh and eighth, but I decided that I feel like all the kids should know about sleep. Like we should be talking about sleep because in middle school, this is where a lot of our habits are getting set. And these kids are doing things that are setting themselves up for the future. And if you ever teach sixth grade, that is just like a whole species in itself. Like, I mean, they're really just trying to navigate and figure everything out from elementary now to middle school. And um, I love them and I love sixth grade. They've always been one of my favorite classes to teach because they really do like tune in and they really do listen because like it's middle school and they've got to listen to everyone and, you know, they're trying their best and all that. So anyway, we were talking about sleep. So I, I taught it this week to my classes and I'm like, what the heck? I think like we need to go over this, like even to adults and teach us to adults and give these reminders and why it is so important to sleep. So that is why we are going to be talking a little bit about sleep. All right. So let's start off with like just the science of sleep and a little bit of the reasoning of why we need it. Uh, there's something called the circadian rhythms. And what that is, that's like the physical, behavioral, and mental changes that follow the 24-hour cycle. So with those rhythms, that's like telling the body, hey, like when it's getting dark, it's like releasing that melatonin. It's telling the body to start relaxing. It's time to go to sleep. When your body hits the light, which that is something you are supposed to do is like when you wake up, you want to like get outside as soon as you can, because then that rhythm or that cycle is saying, okay, like now that I've seen light, we are going to start doing what we need to do for the day. So with the circadian rhythms, they also help regulate our sleep wake schedule, which is like kind of what I just said, like waking up, doing what you need to do. When the darkness comes, then your body knows it's time to sleep and relax. And I know that 
There are so many different kinds of sleep disorders and reasonings of why people can't sleep easy or they don't get enough sleep. This episode is really just for anyone that wants to improve their sleep. Or maybe this will like uh, light a light bulb and be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly why, you know, I'm not sleeping enough or this is why I need to sleep enough. So just make sure you keep that in the back of your head. Um, when there are disruptions like with the circadian rhythms, like jet lag, um, like electronics at night. So if you're like, you're on your phone at night or you're YouTubing at night, that kind of like disrupts the rhythm. So then it just takes time for the body to reset and know exactly what the body needs to be doing. So that's why we hear so much about like no screens an hour before bed or no TV an hour before bed. So when I taught this, one girl, she raised her hand. She's like, well, if I watch TV before bed, I fall asleep like way better. And if I don't, it takes me forever to fall asleep. And I was like, well, I'm sure that, you know, right away when you're making those changes, it is going to be hard for your body to adjust. But this is where you have to stick with it and be consistent because you're training your body. Like you're really training your body to do what it naturally should be doing. So what happens when we don't get enough sleep? I feel like the last two years, we all know what happens. We all have seen what happens when your body doesn't get enough sleep. The biggest one is your immune system weakens and you are way more um, likely to get colds, infections, sicknesses. So that is why when COVID came around, it was a time to catch up on sleep. It was the time to start prioritizing your sleep because we wanted to make sure we were doing everything in our power to strengthen our immune system. So we were not catching COVID or if we were, it wasn't the worst case. Another thing, and this is really specific for kids or even college students, but it's really hard to learn and focus. I mean, when you are tired and any adult knows this, when you're tired, it is just hard to function. So we need to make sure that we are getting enough sleep so that we are we are able to learn. We are able to focus on the tasks that we need to do each day. And then the last one about not getting enough sleep is like it can, you know, develop health conditions in long periods of time. So any that can be anything from mental health conditions to physical health conditions, It can also like produce short-term effects or long-term effects of these health conditions too. So a lot of the times when you are going to the doctor or you're trying to get help for something that may not be right in your body, you know, one of the first questions are like, how is your sleep? How many hours of sleep are you getting? Um, So we played this game in class and I, it was like literally off the whim And I said, okay, guys, we're going to play a game of concentration and we're going to go around and you're going to give me one reason or one thing that happens when you don't get enough sleep. I was like, you can't repeat it. You can't um, have any hesitations. And we just like really made a fun game out of it. But we were going around the room and a girl goes, you get, you become crazy. And I was like, yeah, like actually, yeah, that is, you know, very true. So I was just, it just made me laugh, but I'm like, it is really true. Like if we don't get enough sleep and when we're sleep deprived, we literally go crazy. Like, I mean, we just break down, we're crying, we're upset about small stuff. We might lash out, uh, like to our family, to our friends, to coworkers. Like we legit go crazy. Like our body needs sleep. It is so, so important that we get this sleep. And adults should be getting seven to nine hours of sleep each night. 
okay? Seven to nine hours. If you are getting less than seven to nine hours and you always feel like you're dragging and you always are hooked on sugary drinks, you need to prioritize this right now, like above anything else. And I tell the girls in my fitness group, like sometimes when they come to me and things aren't working or whatever, like that's one of the first questions. It's like, okay, talk to me about your sleep. What time are you going to bed? What are you eating, drinking before bed? What time are you waking up? Like sleep is so important. If we cannot get sleep down, then a lot of things will not fall in line. A lot of times when people are trying to lose weight, they're staying up and they're not getting enough sleep, but they're exercising. They're doing what they need to do, but they're not seeing a lot of changes. And that's why is because sleep really affects a lot of that. And especially with gut health, um, and I, that's a whole nother episode. And I actually would love to talk about that because that is kind of like a buzzword going around all about like your gut and people are thinking like, oh, it's supplement or, oh, it's just food, but really sleep is a part of that too. So adults are seven to nine hours of sleep each night. Teenagers are eight to 10. And that's always a good conversation when I have with my class about how much sleep they are getting. But hopefully when I am teaching them these kind of things, like they are starting to put it to practice and uh, I made them record their sleep schedule for this whole coming next week and just to see, because it's also good too when they're recording it, then they can kind of see like, oh man, I'm not getting enough sleep or oh man, like this is why I'm not getting enough sleep. There's so much. But um, if you are a parent or if you nanny or you babysit or anything like that, make sure that your kids are getting that you know, amount of sleep because it really does help them in the school day, especially with whatever class they have first period or second period, like to be awake, to be able to learn, to be able to focus. Okay. All right. So let's now talk about, um, why we need sleep. And we, we kind of went over a couple of things, but I think some of the big things are like it increases our productivity so that we're able to do the tasks that we need to do. Um, I think a, a big one is it just reduces the chances of accidents. And that can be anything from just like tripping, like you're walking and you trip over something to car accidents. I think there's so, I don't know the statistics, but there's a good amount in out there that talk about like why people you know, get fender benders or why they get in accidents. A lot of it is because people are sleep deprived. Um, another one is it supports healthy growth and development and it fights colds. So those two reasons right there is a big one for me. I know I'm not like growing and developing like teenagers are, but I think especially when it comes to having a baby, I mean, we know like sleep is so important because you're literally growing another human being. Um, you're also trying to, you know, make sure that your immune system is strengthened. All the different systems in your body is, you know, doing what it needs to do. You're not catching a cold because there's certain medicines that you can't take and you want to stay healthy for your baby. But if you're not pregnant, like you want to stay healthy. And this is the time of year where I think a lot of kids and adults get sick because we are going back to school. We're exposed to more germs, all the kind of crazy stuff. So making sure that sleep is a priority for this, along with maybe additional supplements or vitamins to help with those common colds. All right. So you may be like, okay, this is great. I'm glad that I know that I need sleep, but like, how can I improve sleep? Because I 
I can't sleep very well or it takes me a while to sleep well. So let's talk about six different ways that we can improve sleep. So one, and I have found this so helpful, is follow a sleep-wake schedule. So what that means is start training your body to go to bed at the same time every night and wake up the same time every morning. And I know that can be tricky because of weekends and holidays and this and that, But it is so important to be very close to that time of going to bed or that time of getting up. If you can start training your body, okay, to, to go to sleep and then to wake up all at the same time, that really helps because then your body knows that, Hey, nine o'clock, we're starting to slow down. We're going to start relaxing. We're going to start getting ready for bed. I know for me, I joke around and I, I told the kids this, but I'm like, I'm not kidding, but at 10 o'clock, my body shuts down immediately. Like like when I start getting tired, I look at the clock and it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, okay, that's why, because I my body knows that it's time to go to sleep. So having that sleep-wake schedule is really important. Another thing is, of course, is exercise. Making sure you're getting anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes of exercise. And that could be just walking or biking or anything, uh, playing with your kids because your body is using up that energy. Of course, when we sleep, it kind of recharges us, helps us um, build that muscle that we were working on if we're like doing weightlifting or cardio or anything else, but making sure you're exercising, that is a big one. And that's why we send our kids out to go play and we love recess and we love PE and we want our kids to play outside because A, they're getting that light, they're using all that energy so then they can sleep faster when they go to bed. And that's the same thing with adults. We really, really need to make sure that we're incorporating exercise in our our daily lives. Um, Another one is, is avoiding substance with caffeine. And I know there are some people that literally cannot have any kind of caffeine after 1 p.m. because it keeps them up at night. So if you are someone that is struggling going to sleep right away, kind of do like a self-check and see what are you eating? Like, in the afternoon? What are you drinking in the afternoon? Are you having a two o'clock, three o'clock cup of coffee? Because caffeine takes almost, I think I heard like six to seven hours to run through your body. So if you're drinking that at three, four o'clock, yeah, your, your body is not going through that to almost 10 or 11. And maybe that is when you go to sleep. But if you're someone that's very sensitive to caffeine, make sure you kind of just take a self-check with that. All right. So our fourth one is making a bedtime routine. So you know I'm very big into morning routine and giving you tips on how to create a morning routine. But another great one is a bedtime routine. And that's one I struggle with a lot. I'm really trying to start to create a bedtime routine, um, including just reading before bed instead of like scrolling on my phone. So that can be anywhere from like taking a shower. um, It could be journaling at night, reading at night. I know some people, like I love to put my diffusers on at night and put that lavender oil um, in the diffuser. Like those kind of just little things can help you with training your body to realizing like it's time to go to bed just to help you relax. I mean, there's so many things out there like the salt, like salt baths, the lavender oils, all that kind of stuff to help your body start relaxing. Maybe it's like a cup of tea um, to help you go to sleep. So try to find like what you can be consistent with each night and what you would enjoy doing before going to bed. 
And I would highly, highly encourage to kind of have that phone, any kind of electronics, any kind of TV out of your bedtime routine, at least one hour before bed. All right. And the last one that I have for you is creating a comfortable environment. So this is really funny because when I was probably since high school, I've always had to have a fan on Um, and not so much for like the air, which I did. I started that, but now it's the sound. Like I have to have that sound to help me go to sleep. But a great tip is, is like sleeping in the cold. Um, Sleeping in the cold and sleeping in the dark is something that can help your body fall asleep a lot faster. And they say it should be around 65 degrees. And between living with my parents and living with Kyle, yeah, I have that down. I sleep in the wicked cold all the time, Um, especially when up north, my parents crack the window when it's like 20 degrees. I'm like, what the heck? It's freezing. But I remember when I went to school up at uh, BBC, I remember Danielle and I, it would, well, they, they set the dorm like so hot, but we would crack the window open and we would turn on the fan and make it like blistering cold in there. But it was also because of the fan noise too. So I I think I just have been trained almost since high school to sleep in the cold. And that is something that really helps me because I just love getting under my covers and my blankets and just kind of snuggling up and falling right to sleep. So create a comfortable, comfortable environment can include like your diffuser. It can, it can include, um, any kind of like sound machine. Um, for me, it's almost like I need to have a clean bedroom too. Like I want things tidy in my bedroom, maybe not clean a hundred percent, but like, all right, clothes need to be put away. Like if my closet's not the cleanest, shut the door. So I don't see the closet. Um, just little things like that. So just making sure your environment is super, super uncomfortable. And then the last one, um, I can't remember if I said that was the last one, but here's the last one. And I think we all would appreciate this one is naps. So when you have time on the weekend or like when I'm recording this, tomorrow is going to be Labor Day, take that time and get your extra rest. Like it is okay for you to take 30 to 40 minutes of just resting. And maybe that's just laying in bed, um, reading a book. Maybe it's laying in bed, listening to something, or maybe it is sleeping, doing like a little power nap. Make sure you take your time, rest when you can. Maybe not every single day, but that also helps with your body, especially if you're coming down with the sickness or you're coming down with a cold, having that extra sleep will also help. All right, so let's go over here the six tips for improving sleep. You got one, follow a sleep-wake schedule. You got two, exercise at least 30 minutes a day, 10 to 30 minutes a day. Three, avoid any kind of substances with caffeine. Um, Four, make a bedtime routine. Have something set where your body knows that you are ready to go to bed, ready to relax. Five, creating a comfortable environment. And then six, taking a nap. All right, so taking one of these tips, maybe two of these tips, start implementing them this week. Kind of self-assess where you are in your sleep. Um, There's so many things out there too that can help you. I mean, anything from the, if you have the Apple iPhone, I think they do a little bit of like sleeping, recording your sleep. I used to have a Fitbit where it like told me how many hours I slept and I think like the different stages that I was in. So many great things out there um, that you can use to kind of assess your sleep. But obviously, if, you know, there is 
like your sleep is not working at all or you're constantly getting up and not because of a baby or you're having trouble sleeping, like then it's time to go to the doctor. It's kind of, it's time to talk to the doctor. You'll probably go through a lot of sleep tests and see what is going on and get the help that you need because sleep is so important. And we want to make sure that you are your best every single day so that you're able to serve the people that you were meant to serve. All right, you guys, if you loved hearing more about sleep, let me know or let me know the tips that you use to improve your sleep. I always love just hearing the feedback from the podcast episodes and what you liked and yeah so that's it i hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll talk again next time thank you so much for listening in it means so much i want to continue to encourage people with these conversations and help people live their life to the fullest so if you know someone that could use encouragement send it to them or tag me on social media and let me know what you think i am so thankful for you and i can't wait until we talk again